0: Welcome to Behind the Bookshelves. My name is Richard Davis and this Abe Books podcast is dedicated to telling the stories behind books and the people who love them. Today we're off to the Midwest to learn about the Minnesota Antiquarian Book Fair. The fair takes place on July the 8th and the 9th at the Shenica Arena at the University of St. Thomas in St. Paul, Minnesota. Our guest today is Jennifer Phillips from Evening Star Books in Madison, Wisconsin. And Jennifer is one of the organizers of the Minnesota Antiquarian Book Fair. Welcome, Jennifer.
1: Thank you for having me, Richard.
0: Thanks so much for joining us. All right. Very excited about this book fair. Um, It looks like the fair takes place in a big basketball arena. Plenty of room for everybody. Is that the case?
1: That is the case. It's a brilliantly lit venue, and it's right in the center of campus. This year, one of the things that I'm most proud of is having been able to make the arena friendly for our customers with mobility issues. We plan to have a seating area on the show floor in between the rows of exhibitor booths where customers can take a break and admire the books that they found on the floor.
0: Brilliant. Now, uh, I when I check out the fair's website, you talk about that it's designed to help people who are experienced book collectors, but also beginner book collectors. So how are you catering for the beginners?
1: One of the things I did when I signed exhibitors up for the fair this year was I asked them if they would like to take part in our beginning collectors program. So these exhibitors have promised to bring at least 15 items priced at $50 or under. If patrons would go to our website, The booksellers who are taking part in this program are denoted with an asterisk under the page Our Booksellers. In the show program, which we'll be giving out at the book fair, these booksellers have their entry italicized so patrons can go right to their booths in order to find books and paper in a beginning collector's budget. But this is only one of the things that I did to encourage young and fresh faces to come to the book fair. I made it a point I made a point of sending a plethora of free passes to student organizations in the Twin Cities metro area, a place that has a lot of colleges and universities. Regional book fairs are special in that they can reach out to beginning collectors and younger booksellers because you can find items in any price range.
0: So you're making a point that to young collectors or beginner collectors that you don't have to spend a lot of money to find an interesting or a rare book.
1: Not at all. And I think one of the things that's important to think about for people who are just entering the world of rare books is that when we have lost a lot of open bookstores, regional book fairs can help fill in this gap. In fact, it was at the a Minnesota Antiquarian Book Fair where I discovered rare books. So regional book fairs can help introduce rare books and paper to people new to the trade and that's why I wanted to make sure there would be offerings in all price ranges so that everyone could feel enticed to come.
0: Indeed, indeed. So, um, well, firstly, it's it's very good to have Rare book fairs back on the calendar, so perhaps you can tell us how, how many booksellers will be there, and perhaps mention some of the uh, the firms who will be turning up and um, uh, putting their books on display.
1: This year, we have forty eight exhibitors at our book fair, and some of them are staples of the Minnesota book community, including Rulon Miller Books, the Bookhouse in Dinkytown, Midway Used and Rare. However not just regulars of the Minnesota book community will be there. We've got some nationally known dealers like Lauren Bear of Lauren Bear Rare Books, Type Punch Matrix, Russell Murray, a book artist based in New York, and we also have Ken Sanders of Ken Sanders Rare Books, as featured on the Antiques Roadshow.
0: So some quite famous names there. Ken is super well known, right? He, he genuinely is a national personality <laughs> with all of those appearances on the TV. Uh, I love Type Punch Matrix. How they're doing book selling, I think, is tremendous. Uh, they're doing a lot of ephemera, a lot of interesting books. It's not always the super famous first editions that they're offering. Uh, and Rob Roulon Miller, well, he's got to be like a, uh, what would you say, like a, 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 a sort of leader figure, I guess, for uh, book selling in your part of the world.
1: Absolutely. I actually worked for Rob for several months after graduating from college and one of the things that's always impressed me about him is how involved he is, not just in the Midwestern rare book community, but in the national rare book community. He's been a pillar, for example, at the CAB's Minnesota seminar. Um, he's been involved with it for several years now. And he's part of the reason why it's been able to reinvigorate itself, grow and continue over a period of 50 years.
0: So this relationship that your fair has with CABS is quite important. So we should perhaps um, let everyone know what CABS is. So the CABS started as the Colorado Antiquarian book seminar. And it's a, an educa- educational event where sellers, collectors, librarians can go to learn about rare books. Uh, but currently, or in the last couple of years, the event has moved to Minnesota. So it's now right on your doorstep.
1: Yes. And I wanted to make it a priority to educate the general public, especially in the Minnesota area, about the mission of CABs. In fact, this year, the book fair has a special event at 1 p.m. on Saturday, which will feature three panelists, Ken Sanders being one of them, to talk about Cabs Minnesota and the role it plays in the rare book community of recruiting young and fresh perspectives into the book trade, whether you are a collector, librarian, archivist or bookseller and we will also discuss the Cab's Minnesota Diverse Voices Fellowship which is a huge step in making the book trade more inclusive and representative of the people that are actually in the historical record
0: so that the diverse voices fellowship what does that involve what's what's taking place there
1: people who identify as um BIPOC, or those with disabilities, or if you identify as part of the LGBTQ community, you can apply for a scholarship called the Diverse Voices Fellowship. And it's a huge opportunity to work with people in the book trade who have been in the book trade for decades. Um, You get to go to New York and network with some rare book professionals there, but you also get to go to the seminar and network with all of the booksellers who attend the cabs minnesota seminar so yeah it's just a huge opportunity to make sure that everybody from communities that have been historically marginalized gets a chance to become an independent rare bookseller
0: excellent so you know cabs uh very well having attended the event correct
1: yep i attended in 2017 and i've been volunteering with the seminar as a student liaison since 2019.
0: So you've seen, well, you know it from firsthand, and you've you've seen just how that can help people, how someone, how it can help someone, well, get started as a on a professional level as a bookseller.
1: Lauren Bear likes to say that the seminar shaves off five years on your learning curve in the rare book trade.
0: <laughs> in a week. I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> All right, uh, okay. So back to uh, Minnesota and Wisconsin. Um, Can you perhaps describe what what the rare book selling community is like there? Where would I go to find bookstores?
1: As is typical of many states, in Minnesota, there are a lot of bookstores concentrated around the Twin Cities metro area. Bookhouse in Dinkytown, Midway, those are a couple firms that I mentioned earlier, but there are a couple places like Black Letter Books in Stillwater, which is only 30 minutes outside of St. Paul, right on the St. Croix River. There's also a shop called Eat My Words in Northeast Minneapolis, a very artistic community in Minneapolis. But besides open shops, there are a lot of booksellers who take appointments in the cities, like Rob Roulon Miller. But outside of the Twin Cities, in cities like Winona, Minnesota, Cambridge, Minnesota, Dodge Center, Minnesota, there are booksellers there, too. And in fact, at the book fair, one of the exhibitors comes from Marshfield, Wisconsin, which is not far from a smaller town called Stevens Point in the center of Wisconsin. So in Minnesota and Wisconsin, you've got shops in the cities, but also people who take appointments in smaller communities.
0: Now, uh, the book house in town I've always wondered about that shop's name. Dinkytown, is that a, is that a neighborhood?
1: Yes, it's a neighborhood. It's this neighborhood right outside the University of Minnesota's campus, um, the University of Minnesota Twin Cities to be exact. So in Madison, for example, there's a a neighborhood called State Street. It's like the place where students and those who live downtown can congregate. Dinkytown is very similar to that.
0: Right, I see. So you're in Madison, in Wisconsin. So I I presume that's also a big college town. But what's your story? How did you become a bookseller?
1: So, yes, so I'm on the west side of Madison, Wisconsin, just off of Highway 12. And I began working for Evening Star Books when I was 14. Two years later, I started cataloging. Our firm began as an online selling firm. My father started it. And in 2017, we finally moved our shop outside of a private residence into commercial office space. We've been exhibiting at book fairs since 2015, and both of us have gone to cabs. And after 11 years, we're st- still selling books, learning about them and enjoying what we do.
0: So you're a family business then, Evening Star?
1: Yep. I honestly can't imagine working with anyone else besides my dad. We have a good working relationship and we've really enjoyed building this together.
0: And do you, do you specialize in any type of books? Do you have a specialty?
1: We like to call ourselves specialized generalists, but both of us did degrees in philosophy and I did a degree in classical antiquity. So those are two of our numerous specialties. We also do mathematics, science and all kinds of genre fiction.
0: Brilliant. And I presume you and your dad will be on the booth um, at the fair.
1: Oh, yes. Come find us in booth number 13.
0: (laughs) 13. Lucky for some. Excellent. All right. okay, uh, Jennifer, our final question, which we ask to all our guests, uh, what book or books are you currently reading?
1: I'm actually reading for work right now. I'm reading Bauer's Principles of Bibliographical Description because I have a rare book school course this summer that I need to get ready.
0: All right. Sounds a touch dry. So what do you (laughs) read? What do you read for fun?
1: Fair point. Um, I like to read literature and nonfiction in like an alternating manner, so I really enjoy Jane Austen. I also like Tolkien, um, but right now I have a pause on this nonfiction book called Sensational, which talks about um, reporters like Nellie Bly, female reporters who were doing stunt reporting or investigative journalism before 1950.
0: Brilliant. Okay, that's all we have time for today, then Um, I want to say thank you to Jennifer Phillips from the Minnesota Antiquarian Book Fair for joining us today.
1: Thank you, Richard.
0: Thank you. Uh, The Minnesota Antiquarian Book Fair takes place on July the 8th and 9th at the Shenaka Arena at the University of St. Thomas in St. Paul, Minnesota. And you can find more information on the fair's website. If you type in uh, Minnesota Book Fair into your browser, it'll come up and you can find more information. My name is Richard Davis, and you've been listening to an A-Books podcast, and we'll see you all again soon.